Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,286. We continue our celebration of the La Jolla Concours d'Elegance. It takes place April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in my hometown, beautiful La Jolla, California, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. You can learn more, and I hope you join me by going to LaJollaConcours.com to get your tickets. I'll see you there. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Lodi, California, with a very special friend and returning guest, Wayne Craig. Wayne, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am, Mark. Even though I'm not looking forward to electric cars, I still love clutches. (laughs) I know. You know, I've had a lot of guests on the show in the last year in the EV world, uh, in the battery world. And every time I say that, I have to say, well, I guess we won't have a clutch today because they don't exist in the EV (laughs) world. But, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of coming and it's going to it's going to get here anyway. So I guess we have to find a way to maybe embrace it. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I prefer hybrid race cars. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) Very cool. Well, before we get started here, I always ask my guests this question. You've heard it before, but I'm going to ask you again. What's one little thing that most people don't know about Wayne Craig? And I know something that's coming up. Well, (laughs) you sort of let the cat out of the bag, I guess. So uh, I'm having one of those wonderful life experiences in May of of uh, remarrying after losing a wife of 52 years and finding another love in my life. So the whole perspective of, of life has changed. You know, it just continues to get better and better. And so even though I love cars and I love my job in philanthropy at the hospital, it's a, it's a different year for sure. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. It's uh, it's just tremendous. And your bride is such a wonderful woman. I've had the pleasure of meeting her many times. I'm going to see her at the La Jolla Concourse. So I couldn't be happier for you, my friend, that this new transition in life is happening for you. And uh, she's also kind of a car gal. So that's cool too, right? Absolutely. Uh, would there be any other kind? That's for sure. Well, let me give you a little uh, introduction for folks that are maybe newer listeners that haven't heard your past shows. And if you haven't, you go back to the Cars website and listen to uh, my talk with Wayne. Uh, We talk a lot about the Ironstone Concours, Pebble Beach Concours, and others. Of course, today our focus is La Jolla Concours, so here we go. Wayne Craig is the president of Lodi Memorial Hospital Foundation. His career has included teaching, commercial real estate development. He's a longtime volunteer for a variety of automotive organizations and has built a team of docents to offer informed tours for special guests and others at the many Concours events he takes part of. He is the chief docent and on the car sourcing committee at the La Jolla Concours d'Elegance. He's the docent chair at the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance, chief docent at the Hillsboro Concours and Haggerty Junior Judges Leader and race car chair and board member, Ironstone Concours, and a Blackhawk Museum docent as well, and a photojournalist for various publications and Concours programs. I don't know how this guy does all this, but he knows how to pack a lot into his life. We'll be back in a moment to speak with Wayne more, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up. 
way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Are you wondering what your collector car is worth these days? Are you thinking about buying a collector car? I know who can help. My friends at Classic.com will help you stay on top of the market so you know which similar vehicles are out there, what they're selling for, what you should pay, and how to price your vehicle. Go to Classic.com slash garage, enter your vehicle's information, specs including the year, make, model, mileage, and options, and they will provide you with a list of recent comparable sales. Their powerful search engine is up to date, finding new listings, tracking sales, and keeping you informed, providing data so you can make the right decision. If you're selling a vehicle, they can help as well with their Classic.com Pro Division, steering you to a qualified professional who will help. Finding the right vehicle and selling your vehicle is all about timing and exposure. So what are you waiting for? Go to classic.com slash garage and give it a run. That's classic.com slash garage and tell them Mark sent you. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Wayne, we are back. So what I want to talk about first here before we get into the La Jolla Concours is the role as a docent. Most of us who attend museums know of docents. They take you around. They bring you a deeper, richer experience in a museum. But I want you to talk more about why you got involved as a docent for the many Concours events that you take part of, what it means, and how people can benefit from knowing a guy like you. Well, maybe I should just do a, a brief history mark of how this whole thing evolved because it wasn't certainly a game plan. I had a, a major auto accident which stopped me from sailing after 50 years, and I was always into cars. And so I kind of left the water and went back on the asphalt and decided, you know, I need to be deeply involved, but I couldn't drive cars fast because of the aftermath. And so I uh, ended up going through training at the Blackhawk Museum to become a museum docent. And I did that for a while and then kind of just honestly got bored with being in the same building with the same cars. And so I came up with this idea of if people like to hear about cars here, maybe they would at car shows. 
And uh, of course, uh, Concord Elegances are period correct cars, and you want to relate all of that history and technology and cultural impact. And so I put a group together and I called a few uh, Concord directors, and lo and behold, it, it got traction. And I started doing it for a variety of, of regional concours. And then uh, the big the big change was I got a call from Pebble Beach, and they wanted to establish a program there as well. And uh, then when I got involved with La Jolla, they too thought it would be a, a value add or an enhancement for their sponsors and their sponsor guests. So what we've done is I've assembled a team of very, very well-informed, educated, and experienced uh, docents, uh, basically field tour guides. Uh, and what we do is we take special guests around and download them on the cars. And we know a lot of the owners. We know a lot of the cars from various shows over the years. And we do a heck of a lot of research to really understand the unique things about those cars. And it kind of enhances the guest day. They can walk away and quote one thing that we said. We know that their day has been enhanced because they have a deeper appreciation of what they're looking at. I mean, some people come to a show and they like the color and shape of a car and they know nothing else. Uh, we're not talking engine size or, or that kind of technology. What we talk about mostly is the human interest stuff, you know, who owned it, why it's important, uh, rarity, you know, the owners, some of the owners are as much uh, uh, as important as the vehicle themselves. And so it's a fascinating um, hobby. And it's become kind of a semi-profession because we do it so often at so many events. And it's it's always rewarding. Well, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And I, I want to touch on something that I think is very important, and that is the younger people being more involved in this hobby. And I've spoken about this on Cars Yet many, many times. And one of the ways that you've done that is you're part of the Haggerty Junior Judges Leader and that's bringing a group of young people in, walking them around, showing them shows and cars. Can you talk a little bit more about that and why it's so important in your mind? Well, absolutely. I mean, a lot of us of my generation grew up with cars during the sort of second round. I mean, the Olympic era of cars was in the 30s when, when cars sort of reached their peak of design and technology for the period. And they were only owned by the, the wealthiest people and they were they, they were just beautiful to look at. So they were popular and they, they sort of created technology for pedestrian cars that the rest of us ended up buying. But what's happened in, in recent years is that technology has become very generic. And I mean, a lot of the modern cars look the same, they act the same, they drive the same. And fact, they drive themselves. And so kids of this generation and, and maybe the one more uh, behind that one have not had a, an experience with cars or have an interest that we did growing up. And so what all of us in the hobby are trying to do is to, to create opportunities to engage the, the youth to really understand the value of the automobile and not only in in daily life, but, you know, in the evolution of, of, the, of the, the culture. And it's amazing. You get a young person, get a time to give them attention, and they love it. And uh, it's a very good day. When we do the Haggerty Junior Judges, we call it a Junior Judges program, but in my mind, it's really a, a uh, collector car orientation program where we just get the kids fired up. And uh, we have them select the, their choice of a car, and we have them tell us why that car is important. And so at the end of the day, after spending a day with them uh, on the field, they've advanced their knowledge a little bit, but they've really advanced their enthusiasm. And I've had them come up years later and say, you know, I remember when I went around and ever since then, I've been doing this, this, and this, and I'm buying my first car next year. So it's, it's exciting to keep that thing rolling. 
Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful uh, what you're doing there. And one of the events that you're also, and you mentioned earlier, you like race cars, and I, I know you do just like I do, is the Ironstone Concours. And I wanted you to touch on that Concours a little bit because you introduced me to that Concours. You brought me to that event. You put me in some cars. Uh, I got to go on a tour. We got to drive uh, in race cars on a little track during the Concours, which is something that nobody else does. Old, old, old race cars. Could you talk a little bit about why you love race race cars so much and you're part of the race car chair there and also of course the Ironstone event because I want people to know about this event because I didn't know anything about it until you introduced me and it's just spectacular. Well thank you Mark and I, I want to get the focus back on La Jolla here in a minute. We will we will. <laughs> <laughs> I will take this opportunity to talk about Ironstone. Uh, it's sort of my local event. It's close to where I live. Very uniquely, we have the Ragtime Racers. It's the only Concord d'Elegance that they appear at. They go to Indy. They go to, to Chattanooga. They go to Cincinnati. They go all over the place uh, giving race demonstrations and sometimes actually racing these pre-1920 race cars. These are the authentic race cars that raced like at the first Indy 500 and the Vanderbilt Cup and some of the early, early races in the U.S., and uh, these are fantastic cars, all original machinery. And they, they, there's a group of about 25 owners across the country that participate in this. And it's fantastic to see them all in one place. And it, there are sometimes opportunities to ride in them. They sound different. They smell different. They act different. But they are fascinating. And at 50 miles an hour in that car, you might as well be doing 150 at a McLaren. It's uh, it's amazing the sensation you get, as you well know, because you rode back in one with the wheels wobbling. But yeah, so we we are going to heavily feature the race the ragtime racers this year at Ironstone again because that's the only concours they appear at, and we've prepared a, a racetrack for them uh, for demonstration races. But we've tried to get them to La Jolla. But La Jolla's venue is not really set up for that, and they're all about motion. I mean, the cars are lovely to look at, fascinating to see the mechanics and and the owners who dress in period costume, but you really want to see these cars moving. And uh, in La Jolla, we just don't have that opportunity. When does the Ironstone Concours take place? Uh, September 23rd this year. That's a Saturday Concours, which is unique again. And uh, there's a Friday tour of uh, the Gold Country and then a nice dinner, a Cars and Stars dinner. And we will have another featured guest this year. I'm trying to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Le Mans. But uh, we're, we're struggling to get authentic Le Mans race cars there. And so uh, we're working on some other things as well. But uh, that show is always sort of ends the season and it's, it's a lovely show. But we'd love to start the season really with, uh, I know there's the Arizona Concord now in January that's come back. But really, in my mind, the La Jolla Concord is the one to focus on. It's such a high quality show. Nice uh, segue there. So let's get on with La Jolla. So you'll be walking around the lawn at La Jolla. And, and of course, for you listeners who have never attended, and you've got to go. It's just such a wonderful event. It's at the Ellen Browning Scripps Park. It's kind of a mini Pebble Beach type setting because it sits up on the cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean and all the way up the coast north from La Jolla Shores to Blacks to Del Mar and beyond. And I want to talk about the many events. And we'll start with uh, the Friday VIP party. And you can buy tickets to all these different events. You can attend different events, whatever you want to do, but that's kind of the kickoff, right? That's the kickoff, and it's always incredible. I mean, it's over-the-top kind of kind of uh, spectacle. I mean, you'll see uh, you'll see characters riding around on 
sit seven foot bicycles with 10 umbrellas around them. There's usually uh, almost Cirque du Soleil type character there. There's a steampunk bar with the mechanics are just amazing. It's just a fantastic show. They really, you know, go over the top with that one. Uh, people dress for it, which is kind of fun. And it is uh, it is going to be at the La Jolla Cove again this year, which is fun. It hasn't been there for a few years. So that's Friday night. Then Saturday is the tour. And the tour is remarkable because we go to two private collections in the San Diego area and we end up having lunch literally on the sand at the La Jolla Shores uh, uh, Club. Uh, and it's just a great way to visit with everybody. We usually have some guest speakers during the tour and a little break. And then uh, Saturday night, there'll be the uh, Porsches on Prospect. I don't know how many Porsches are coming, but they're going to be parked on Prospect Avenue, and there'll be a few receptions around that you can attend. And then, of course, Sunday is the Concours itself. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things, and there's different levels. You can go to the website, LaJoyaConcours.com, and see all the different ticket options and activity options. Of course, I'm going to love the uh, Porsches on Prospect, because as you know, I love Porsches. So that last year, it was the Ferraris on Prospect, and they had all of Prospect Street, which is kind of the main drag right through the center of La Jolla up above the water. And they had so many, they had to put them on some side streets as well. And that's free, so people can just go and enjoy. There's wonderful restaurants. If you're going to be there, make your reservations now because there's usually a lot of people there and it's really spectacular. And of course, one of the things I also wanted to touch on today was many, if not all the Concours events that happen across the world are about raising money for charity. And this Concours raises money for the La Jolla Historical Society, right? That's correct. Yeah. And and they do a lot more than what you think. I, most historical societies you think of as being a museum where they have some old, old prints and honor some founders of, of the culture of the area, but uh, that particular historical society is very active. They're just finishing their, uh, I think it's called the Secret Garden Tour, and uh, they do scholarships and they do training, and, and it's it's an active organization, so uh, happy to support that. And that is the beauty of, of what we all do in this in this hobby industry, is that almost every Concord we're associated with supports some charity uh, surprisingly to many, uh, Pebble Beach, you know, gets a reputation of being elegant and expensive and, you know, international and all of these kinds of, of stereotypes. But last year, they gave away $2.8 million yeah. to 80 charities in the, in, in the local area. And uh, so it, this is important work. It really is. Let's talk a little bit about the cars that people can expect to see this year at La Jolla Concours. And I'm going to start with the biggies. There's going to be what I hear, probably the biggest collection of Duesenbergs in one place at the La Jolla Concord this year. Is that true? Well, we think we're, we're inching up on that. There was an event years ago at the, at the Auburn Corps Duesenberg Museum where they had, I think, over 40 Duesenbergs uh, gathered, plus some Auburns and Cords. Uh, but that was more of a gathering. Uh, this is a, a Concord where they'll actually be judged. And so at this point, I believe we have 14, and we're probably going to be north of that by the time we're done. We are inviting, and I, I may be uh, jumping your agenda here, Mark, <laughs> but I'll just say it. Uh, we've invited uh, Randy Ema uh, to come down, and we're going to give him a Lifetime Achievement Award for his work with Duesenberg. Uh, most people have heard of Randy, but Randy is a very, very special guy in the sense that he, of, of the 481 J. Duesenbergs that were ever built, 
There are 300 and something left. He has touched or restored all except for two of them. And he owns the original drawings from Fred and Augie Duesenberg, 58,000 of those drawings and sales reports. Uh, he's got their furniture, their chandeliers. He is Mr. Duesenberg. And so uh, we're very excited to honor him and have him down there and also have him tell us about the cars. One time I was at a, a Gooding auction with him and we were looking at a Duesenberg and he didn't say very much. And all of a sudden he reached under the fender and was rubbing under the fender. And I said, Randy, what are you doing? And he says, yeah. This car, it's the car I thought. It's not really such and such, such and such, but it's such and such, such and such, and so and so bought it and gave it to so and so because they discovered this. I mean, he knows every inch of those cars, and it's just fascinating to be to be there and and be with that level of expert and and just uh, hear those things. So, from a docent perspective, it was gold, you know. Well, no kidding. And Randy's been a past guest here, thanks to you, Wayne. You introduced me to Randy and referred him here to Cars. Yeah, he was a guest back in. Uh, September of 2021, I believe, and was a I mean, he's one of these guys that I could have done a hundred shows with him. His knowledge is so deep, and uh, very proud that he's going to get this well deserved award at this event. But if, for those of you listeners that have never been in front of a Duesenberg, or much less what we're going to see at La Jolla, a, a lineup of these cars, this is going to be incredible because the history behind each one. And I encourage you if you attend the event, and I hope you you're there with Wayne and I and the other guests that are on this week here on Cars. Yeah, is you go up to the owners and ask them about the cars because they're. There's so much more than just the car itself, the history of these cars and who owns them. Even one of them that'll be at the show was owned by Mr. Bojangles himself, which is pretty cool. Fatty Arbuckle, uh, which is neat. So it's the history that these cars and the people around them that make this entire event so special. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. And, you know, kind of connecting the dots with my interest in race cars in that era, you know, in the late 20s, early 30s, most cars had 70, 80, 90 horsepower. And, you know, they were roadworthy cars. Duesenbergs had between 120 and 320 horsepower <laughs> and would do 130 miles an hour. It's, it, it was, you know, it's the shape of a brick. It's elegant. It's refined. Everything is, is just machined to the nth degree, but it's also a performance car, which is surprising. And so, interestingly enough, we are getting four automobiles from the Auburn Corps Duesenberg Museum, including Duesenberg Number 1, which I was fortunate enough to watch be restored uh, by Bruce Canepa. Jimmy Castle uh, owned that car because his, I believe, grandfather was the original financier of uh, Duesenberg. And so when the first road car came off of the line, they gave it to him and it was in the family forever and then they restored it and now that's been donated to the museum so that car will also be on the field wow and we know bruce does some magnificent restoration work so that will be spectacular what are some of the other cars that people can expect to see oh gosh we have we have a mercedes class that's always over the top uh you know a lot of gold wings and some other cars we think we're going to have at least one 540k special roadster you know, there's only a handful of those left, 
and actually one of my favorite cars, the first time I was on your show, you asked me what my favorite car was and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have some race, we'll have some race cars. We have lots of Porsches. Of course, always this is the 75th anniversary of Porsche, but we're not really, uh, emphasizing that as much as, as the Duesenberg. And, uh, you know, lots of very high quality domestic cars. Uh, so there's several classes and the judging is, is really, really precise and thorough. Uh, Nigel Matthews is our chief judge. I know you're going to have him on, on uh, as a guest again. Nigel is a judge extraordinaire. He's a senior VP for Haggerty, and he actually gets invited to India to do the 21-gun salute, Concours, and on and on and on. So the, the judging is very high quality at uh, La Jolla, which brings out high-quality cars. Absolutely. And uh, Nigel, who was actually our guest yesterday on Cars, yeah, he also talked about his new role at IC Jag that he took over from Ed Gilbertson and the new ways that they're using that. And when he was in India, which is very odd that I was in India at the same time. In fact, we were at the same hotel. We didn't know it at the time until he'd left. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just small world that the car world is. But he told us that IC Jags, um, their technique is being altered a little bit and they tested it at the India, the show in India, the 21 gun salute. And they're going to be doing that again at La Jolla, where instead of a hundred point program, they're going to do a 95 point. And then the last five points are up to the judge to use their discretion, a little bit more subjective or their knowledge about the car that could push it over the top. So he shared some of that on yesterday's show. If you listeners didn't catch it, go back and find that show in the cars. Yeah website. So it's interesting if I can interrupt Mark, it's interesting you mentioned the IC Jag uh, program because I get invited to their breakfast at Pebble Beach every year and get to meet these international judges and they are incredibly um focused on making sure that that the judging is fair and equitable around the world and also to try to standardize, you know, some of the judging because you can go to 10 concours and get 12 different forms of judging. I mean, it's, 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 there's no consistency. And so I'm very happy that that organization is making strides and, and make, having an influence. Yeah. Ed Gilbertson, of course, has just been in the car world forever and what he did and how he started that and how it will carry forward the legacy of that with Nigel. And then there'll be people after him that will take it over. I think it makes things much more fair and reasonable. There's always going to be contradictions when it comes to judging cars and people's opinions. But these groups of people, including the docents like yourself and the others, are fantastic. And of course, this Thursday, I'm going to have Bruce Juner on the show that you introduced me to. And Bruce will be talking about his role as a docent his time with Carol Shelby. Uh, yeah, you know a lot of people, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness. Getting old is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to touch before I let you go today on a couple things that you like personally. Is there a car that's going to be showing up at uh, La Jolla that you're really excited to see? Well, I already mentioned the, the 540K Special Roadster. If that shows, that would be excellent. Uh, I do love the Duesenbergs. I absolutely love them. I'm fascinated every time I see one, especially when you open the hood and see all the moving parts that are perfect. Uh, John Deere green and, and you know, polished nickel. And it's just a beautiful piece of machinery. Uh, the car that I do hope shows up in the Porsche class, which is my sef- 
second favorite car in the world. And the first time we talked together on your show, I almost made that my preferred car if I could only have one car in the world. Uh, and that's the Porsche 959. I still think that is the iconic Porsche because of the rapid advancement of technology for the Group B racing that never happened. And those cars, of course, have become remarkably valuable. But performance-wise, a 959 can match almost anything on the road these days. It's it's amazing. So love those Porsches. Well, when my big lottery numbers hit, which I'm sure that's going to be any day now, although it seems like it's not really happened much over the years. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy you a, a Canapa SC 959 because uh, for you listeners oh. that missed my last talk with Bruce, he takes that iconic car and you think how could you make it better and of course bruce knows how to make everything better so he takes that and makes the canapa sc which is just it takes it to an entirely different level so uh keep your fingers crossed that that two bucks i waste at the grocery store every once in a while hits one of these days okay yeah absolutely no he he brings them in at this factory 450 horsepower and they go out pretty close to 700 horsepower and it's and it all goes to the ground in that car because of the technology so we were fortunate to have the prototype at the blackhawk auto museum for a number of years and uh to, to look at the simple refinements they did from that prototype all the way through production is amazing because normally a prototype will be radically different than what in, hits the road. So one of these days, <laughs> maybe, maybe there'll be uh, nine, 959s in heaven, Mark. Well, there you go. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think uh, whatever you want is going to be in heaven. It'll be, be pretty special. How about great reading? I love to share books here and all my guests recommend some wonderful books. Is there one you could share? Well, obviously, I read a lot of car books, and uh, I enjoy that because of, you know, just building up that knowledge and, and understanding how things work. But a book that has really hit my soul in the last year, and in fact, I'm going to have the benefit of meeting the author in April, is The Mr. Thank You Project. And I don't know if you've heard of that book, but it's a gentleman who ended up doing three hundred uh, five thank you cards a day for 365 days. And it's all about the experiences that came out of doing that, the, what he discovered about himself, about life, other people, how he changed lives. And obviously, I'm in the philanthropy world running a hospital foundation. We care about people. I do a social media posting called Thankful Thursday on our social media site, and we express forms of gratitude. But uh, this book really it to a different level. So I would encourage people to read the Mr. Thank You Project. Now, why would I not know about that book? I'm very intrigued because uh, as my all my guests know, I send all my guests a written thank you note. I'm very big on writing thank you notes. And I think my mom for that, she, she really emphasized that gratitude practice in my sister and I. And when we were little kids, we had to write our Christmas thank you notes before we could play with our toys. And wow, I used to not like that when I was a kid, but, but now I have realized throughout my life, the importance of gratitude and the fact that, and I could probably, I'll have a lot in common because writing thank you notes to people have brought back so many positive things into my life. So uh, I'll have to get a copy of that. I, I appreciate that. No one has recommended that book. So that's by, by, uh, John Israel, as I peek ahead here at uh, the Amazon bookstore. So that's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Well, very cool. No, I, it, it, it's an interest. It's a very simple read and interesting, and you can read it sort of in sound bites and not get buried into it. But it's uh, and it's also something you ought to try uh, at least partially in your life. And, and like you said, Mark, uh, sending thank you notes changed your whole opinion about about 
things and about people and about activities. And it takes the focus off of us and puts it on them. And that's a whole different world. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. So I always share uh, or enable, I should say, my guests to go on the ultimate drive. I'm going to twist it up a little bit with you because I'll tell you listeners, Wayne has enabled me to go on several ultimate drives and I'm forever grateful for that. He got me in the seat of, I believe it was a 1917 uh, car at the Ironstone Concours. Um, He got me in the seat of a Bentley that you and I (laughs) drove around La Jolla in that your friend had and you even went so far as to put uh, uh, smocks on us as the Bentley boys, which was just tremendous. So if I enabled you to go on an ultimate drive... At the La Jolla Concours, and you may be attending the, the tour, you can share that. What would it look like for you? What kind of car would you like to be in? Well, <laughs> last year, I did it in a Rolls Royce, which was interesting. You know, it was very comfortable and, and, and sort of uh, quiet and calm. Of course, we did it in the in the 27 Bentley 3 liter, and we looked like a bunch of doctors in those smocks, and that was fun. Uh, it was a great experience. A friend of mine, who unfortunately is not faring well, had a huge car collection of hypercars, got the first P1 McLaren in. He's got everything. He still has a Ferrari Enzo that he's owned since day one. The only orange Enzo I think ever ever made because he owned Orange County Ferrari. But uh, I would love to borrow that car and go on that tour with that car. Now, unfortunately, the tour is not a rally or a high-speed drive. Uh, it's beautiful drive, and we end up looking at these collections. But it would still just be fun to be in that powerful of a car and hear that sound for half a day, you know. So. Yeah, that would be cool. I've seen that car. And, of course, you know I love orange because I had my uh, orange crush, my turbo, for many, many years. And I still right. love yeah, I still love that color. But yeah, seeing that, I remember seeing that Ferrari Enzo in orange. I think I saw it at the Concorso Italiano event in one of the years, but I didn't know that that belonged to a friend of yours. That would be very cool. But You, you absolutely know, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. kind of cool um, actually to even be in that car just driving around in the tour because slowing it down a little bit, easy to go fast in a Ferrari Enzo. I did get to drive one once and I was blown away by how frightening that car was, <laughs> how lightning fast. It's an F1 car under wraps, but... Uh, that would be pretty darn cool. Are you going to be on the tour this year at La Jolla Concours? I will definitely be on the core, uh, the tour. Excuse me. I'm not sure what car I'm going to be in yet. Uh, we're still talking about that, and uh, we'll figure out something fun. You know, I'll have my my fiancé of one week left before we get married, and a couple of friends are coming down from Lodi, and I've got a new docent that lives in that area that we met in Hawaii and is now a docent for us there, as well as as uh, Pebble, and so they're bringing a special car, so I'm just not sure what I'm going to end up in yet. We may may have to Uber, you know? Well, as, as tall as you are, it, it needs to either be a, a larger car or a, a convertible, I think, so, uh, but no doubt you're going to have now some wait fun. Now, wait a minute. I drive a now, wait a minute, Mark. I drive a Mini. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I I had, we had two Mini Coopers that we bought for my daughter. And I drove in that car from here in Gig Harbor down to uh, University of Redlands many times with her. And I was shocked at how much room. Now, I'm not nearly as tall as you, but how much room is in a Mini Cooper. I mean, you can be 6'5 and no problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't have my seat all the way back and I'm 6'4". There you go. See? So there's even more room. Well, you've taken us on another wonderful tour here, and I can't thank you enough for uh, doing a pit stop with me today and sharing the La Jolla Concours with me. Before I let you go, could you maybe share some parting words of why a listener out there who's not attended must go to the La Jolla Concours? 
Well, I think it's a very rare opportunity to see one of the highest quality shows out there. You're going to see an array of automobiles that you'll rarely get to see in one setting anywhere else. Uh, the people are extremely friendly, and you have an opportunity to experience a lovely setting and, and a beautiful area. And so come down, spend the weekend, do some fun things in the San Diego area, but come to the show, and you will be amazed at what you see, and I think you'll end up coming back. So hope to see everybody there on, on uh, in April. Absolutely. Wayne will be there. I'll be there. All my guests this week will be there. Come up and say hello to us. I cannot wait for April to come. That's April 21st, 22nd, 23rd in La Jolla, California. You can get your tickets right now. Go to LaJollaConcord.com because some of the events, the special events, they do sell out. So get your tickets now. Get your airline tickets now and join us at the beautiful La Jolla Concord. Wayne, thanks again for being so generous. Thanks for being such a great pal and congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I'm so thrilled for you and your bride. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the La Jolla Concours. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. It's always fun. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!